Hey, 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 and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. Guys, you're here. You've made it. You've arrived. You're at Insurance Town. I am so thankful that you are here today. This episode today is sponsored by my good friends over at Smart Choice. They do such a phenomenal job for insurance agents. They, they love this industry. They love helping, whether you're going from captive to independent or whether you're breaking off uh, to start your own from scratch agency or uh, you're from a different industry altogether and you need a good partner to help you through that, Smart Choice is the way to go for you. There's no annual fees. There's no setup fees. They only work off a, a, a commission split and they help you get to bonuses faster by lowering premium thresholds, volume commitments, all of those things with carriers. Whether you need one carrier, 10 smartchoiceagents.com. Check it out. Also, my good friends over at Canopy Connect, your one-click solution to getting those deck pages you need to quote your prospects. I'm telling you, Canopy Connect is a game changer. Uh, whether you're working with referral partners or you're working directly with your customers, cut uh, out the extra work, cut out the extra questions, and go straight to Canopy Connect to get those deck pages and the uh, loss runs you need. Go to usecanopy.com backslash Heath and check it out. Uh, you're going to be so glad that you did. Uh, remember, backslash Heath, get your demo, get your discount, all of those things. I'm telling you, it's uh, it's awesome. So, guys, again, I'm super pumped you're here today because I love doing this show. I, I love everything about it. Um, each week recording this uh, is so so much fun to me and i'll be honest with you uh let's just get real for a minute it's not easy uh to be consistent uh with this and that's one of the things early on uh, if you were at uh one city world tour uh with us in denver or if you've listened to some of mine and bradley's conversations uh through the years uh different areas and venues He's brought up several times that I called him early on in my uh, my thought process of the podcast, and uh, even when I first got started, uh, and I uh, I called him up. And I was like, "Hey, Bradley." I even called Ryan Hanley uh, before I even started the show. Sydney Rose, some of these you know players in the game uh, that have been around a while, Scott Howell, Jason Cass, some of the uh, early insurance podcasters, and I was like. What what is the key to it? You know, how do you you know how do you do it? How do you go about it? It's something I've always wanted to do, and uh, it's been something that's been in my brain. I just hadn't done it yet. And they were like, "I'm telling you, uh, be consistent when you start a podcast. Don't miss an episode. People, are, your audience, you'll build an audience, you'll build a fanship, you'll build a community, uh, and uh, it'll be something that uh, they'll look forward to. And if you miss," Or if you're inconsistent, uh, you won't be able to build a consistent audience. And uh, that's one the one thing that stuck with me uh, is that because I'm not very consistent at many things in my life, or I wasn't, I should say, until I started the podcast. And I've slowly developed more disciplines in my life. And, and I realized it had to be something I did that was a consistent thing. And it was something that uh, I really wanted to do uh, for the show. I want to do it. And it was during the pandemic. And I thought it was going to be six, eight weeks, something like that. The pandemic could be over. It's like, I could be consistent for that. you know. And then when the world opens back up, I can go back to my daily life and I'll have done a podcast. It'll be a fun thing I did for a couple of months. And I can look back on that. And you know what? Two years later, 
uh, over a hundred podcast episodes later, it's been a blast and just slowly watching my numbers creep up and getting invited to speak and doing different events and, you know, uh, doing consulting and, and doing the things I'm doing now that I never thought I'd be doing because of that consistency and because of the things that I did early on. And it's, um, you know, got me thinking about a lot of things. And again, consistency is not easy for a lot of people. If you're in sales out there, if you're an underwriter, if you are in any position in the insurance industry, any business for that matter, but for my audience in the insurance industry, I mean, let's talk about it. I mean, it takes consistency to do anything. You know, I, uh, I was just uh, watching a, a thing about Kobe Bryant and he talks about, you know, when he was 12 years old being uh, one of those kids, he was decent at basketball, but he wasn't scoring buckets. He wasn't as physical as he is, you know, now obviously, or was, he wasn't as talented and he didn't have just the, the sheer, like, um, what do you call that? Uh, athleticism. That's the word uh, to beat the other kids. But he decided at 12 years old, I'm going to, you know, start working on little things over the next couple of years till I get better. And it was like, you know, first jump shots. So we just get out, just do that every day. Jump shots, jump shots, jump shots. So we started making those consistency or consistently. Then it was layups. Then it was three pointers. Then it was getting up and down the court. Then it was, ball handling, then it was fundamentals and all these things. And over a period of two years, he went from never scoring a ball, never scoring a basket, never having those fundamentals to win or be picked on three on three or five on five, or, you know, be one of the better players to when he was 14, he was considered the best ball player in his city. And then he became the best ball player in the state and then in the NBA. And then he started winning championships, but it's that two year span where he was going to the gym every day and he was just doing it every day. And, and I say, you know, I say all that, you know, to say, you know, it's the same thing, whether it's podcasting, whether it's a, being a producer or a top producer, being one of the best underwriters, uh, being one of the best claims adjusters, being the best marketing rep. It's it's getting in those reps, you know. Um, you know, I, I tell my kids all the time, you know, it's like, Dad, you know, if we skip one time brushing our teeth, it's not a big deal. You know, my kids have to make them, which is sad. Why do you make kids brush their teeth? <laughs> What's up with that? You know, I don't understand that. I was sure I was the same way as a kid, but I tell my kids all the time, brush your teeth every night, every day, twice a day, two minutes, hum the ABCs or, you know, twinkle, twinkle, little star, whatever it is to get you brush your teeth a long enough time instead of whatever. But my kids are always saying, I'm like, listen, you can go to the dentist twice a year. That's fine. That's their excuse. Hey, we go to the dentist, but your, your teeth are going to rot out of your head as much candy as you eat. Uh, but if you brush your teeth, every single day floss every single day, which I don't floss, I'm not, you know, whatever, but my kids don't know that. <laughs> and they need to know that, you know, you got to develop those habits, develop that consistency, brush your teeth every day. And, you know, you won't see the difference every day, but over that span of your lifetime, it's going to make a difference. You know, I, I, you know, talking about me, I have a thing where I want to work out every day, or I want to get better at or better shape. Working out every day, I couldn't go to the gym tomorrow, work out for two hours. Hell, I could work out three or four hours. I come home, I still look at myself in the mirror. I still have the same dad bod. <laughs> I, I still, I don't notice the difference. I could go for a month. I might see tiny differences, but if I go to the gym every single day for one year, two years, three years, five years, you're going to see a difference. <laughs> now you can look at me <laughs> and see, I don't do that, but I could, you know, if I wanted to, uh, if I developed that consistency and that self-discipline to be able to do that, 
you know, I was watching, um, I think, uh, Simon Sinek, I think is what it was. And it was a, uh, a thing that he was doing. Maybe I don't know, it was a Ted talk or it was a video where he was, uh, talking about love and he was like, tell me, you know, you love your wife, right. You know, and he was talking to some guy and he was like, tell me, um, you know, give me a scale of how much you love, you know, your wife. When did that start? You know, cause when you met her, you didn't love her. I mean, you love her now. And he was like, <laughs> um, tell me the percentage of how much you love her, you know, tell me when that started, how that happened, you know, when you fell in love, you know, there's no, you can't really pinpoint that one place in your life when you fell in love, but you know that you're in love now. And so from the time you met your spouse, whether that was 20 years ago, five years ago, four years ago to now, how did you get, you know, it was just consistent every single day, loving that person. It's just spending time with them, those kind of things. And so, you know, little things like that have gotten me thinking about, you know, um, how, you know, how I got to where I'm at. Holy smokes. This is either going to be the longest <laughs> intro ever or another mayor solo. Uh, I've done this another time before early on in the career. <laughs> so I'm not really a mayor solo kind of guy very often, but um, here we go. So I guess we're talking about discipline today for a little bit, but uh, it was pretty funny. But yeah, so I mean, you know, talking about that, I just, uh, you know, I, I talked to going back to my kids, you know, some of you know, I've got three kids um, and I, I talk to my kids a lot about discipline and in their minds, discipline's a bad thing because they think it of like a form of punishment. You do something you know, then, you know, you get punished and you get disciplined, you know, it's a bad thing. Uh, but I'm not, I tell them all the time, I'm not talking about that kind of punishment, not in that sort of way, not punishment like that. It's more like the punishment, like, you know, we all like my kids, especially, but all of us have that instant gratification thing, uh, instant immediate pleasure, instant, you know, I call it the microwave mentality. And, you know, you want to stick your food in the microwave, make it quick, move on, but you know, it'll taste okay, but it's not the greatest you know, it's uh, exchanging that for like long-term, you know, putting in the oven, you know, putting in the toaster oven, you know, you know, giving it a little bit more time to get better flavor. Same thing in your life. You know, if you forego that instant gratification and exchange for like a long-term thing, you know, a long-term strategy or a long-term, you know, winning um, success, things like that discipline, that kind of discipline. And I talked to my kids about that. If what's that look like? Uh, my son's big into basketball. So we do the whole Kobe Bryant thing and LeBron and Michael, and we watch videos like that. We watch sports videos. I use a lot of sports analogies with him. So it works. Um, uh, but with, you know, my daughters, it's gotta be different. I got to talk to him. You know, my middle daughter's really big into golf. We talk about working on your swing, you know, hitting the wiffle balls in the yard, um, working on your form, getting a broom, putting it behind your, your head and, you know, rotating. So you get your, your hips and your torso, Every single day working on those things, um, you know, it, it's little things like that. Um, so, and again, it's just, it's just discipline. It's crazy to me. Um, and I think that there's several things you have to do that I talk to my kids about. I talk to my sales uh, people about, you know, my consulting clients, things like that. And it, it is that consistency, um, you know, and in sales, you've got to do several different things um, in order to do that. And, and one of those things is, you know, I tell people you cannot and should not negotiate the non-negotiables. Whoa, that was, did I even say that right? Negoti <laughs> negotiate the non-negotiable. You can't, um, you know, you can't, uh, everyone has their own style of sales. You know, everyone uh, has their own style for underwriting or service. I'm trying to, you know, speak to a broad range here. Everyone has that. Um, and, and there are certain activities, uh, you know, that, that just cannot be, 
negotiated across the board. Uh, so, I mean, I think it's, it's crucial that, you know, and some of those, you know, you're like, what are you talking about? It, it, it can, you know, calls, for example, emails, you know, on those calls, let's go back to that for a second. Like, I don't want to move on from that too quickly, but, um, you know, if you decide, uh, at the beginning of the week on Mondays, uh, I'm going to make a hundred calls. Oh, I'm just making up numbers here. Whatever success looks like to you, that's different for everybody. That style, that definition of success, how much money you need to put on the food on the table or what that success looks like to you. Some people, it's millions of dollars. Some people, it's you know $10. Some people, it's 50000 a year. Whatever that number is for you. Everybody has their number of success. Everybody has their number of calls or whatever it might be. But let's say just for easy math, 100. Um, you got to make that you know, commitment and be consistent and you can't negotiate that. Okay. So let's break that down. What's that look like every day? What's that look like? Am I going to do it two times a day, one time a day, once a week, twice a week? Am I going to pound those out in one whole day, eight hour day, just knock it out, um, do 12 calls an hour, um, whatever, um, whatever that looks like, be consistent with it. You cannot negotiate that. It's got to be something that's consistent in your calls. Uh, if you say to yourself, you're going to call uh, all of your renewal clients uh, to improve your retention, uh, you're going to call all of your agents uh, to check in with them if you're an underwriter, or um, you're going to you know, make sure that uh, you're prospecting, you're out calling. Um, all those calls, they cannot be negotiated. You have to negotiate that, or you have to understand that can't be negotiated. It has to be every single day, put in your calendar, set a goal and do it. Emails, checking your emails. You've got to make sure you're consistent with it, writing the emails, uh, doing your drip campaigns. That's the beauty of drip campaigns. Think about that. A uh, beauty of automation, beauty of drip campaigns. You set it, forget it, move on. It happens consistently. You know, it's crazy uh, and it works, right? Meetings, um, tracking activity and action is being consistent in your actions every single day. Uh, professional development. That's a big one. A lot of people overlook. Um, It'll make excuses. Uh, you've got to commit to whether it's reading uh, one self-help book a day, a month, a week, a quarter, whatever. Uh, get into that. Do that. Listen to podcasts, watching motivational videos. I don't care what it is. Working out, eating right. You can't negotiate self-discipline, um, self-improvement, professional development, those types of things. And all those things, it's easy for us. It's easy for me uh, to make those excuses. You know, Kelly, Donnie, Piro. Uh, talks us a lot about no excuse environment. Uh, and, and I love that. We, we, um, we talk about that. I talk about that with my clients. I talk about that with my friends, my, my colleagues, my clients, my colleagues, my friends, my family, my kids, no excuse environment. And that's gotta be where it's at. It doesn't matter uh, if you feel like it that day <laughs> or, you know, the, the big one is, you know, the, you're too busy to do it. It doesn't matter. Uh, or my favorite that I do all the time. My wife gets mad. My kids get upset, you know, and I'm not the best at this either. So I'm eating my own medicine. I got three fingers pointing back at me. Um, I forgot or time got away from me uh, or the day got away from me, you know, things like that. Uh, and I'll throw that one out there from time to time. Like, man, I really wanted to make my 20 calls today, or I really wanted to go to the gym today, but man, time just got away from me. Um, or I meant to do that, but it just, it didn't happen for some reason or another, you know, you can't have that. <laughs> and, and I'm bad about it. And so, the, the consistency even myself and the excuses can happen even to myself. I know it happens with you as well, but we have to live under that. The other thing I would say is to set those goals. Um, what does that look like? What does success look like to you? And it's different. As I mentioned a minute ago, it's different for everybody. 
So you can't emulate somebody else's goals. You can't uh, copy off somebody else's tests. <laughs> you can't, it's everybody's got their different definition of success and what that looks like for you. That may look like something totally different than me and it will, uh, or the guy next to you, the cubicle next to you, the office next to you, your, your opponent across the street, down the road, success looks different. What does it look like for you though? And don't worry about what that looks like to you in comparison, you know, comparison's a thief of joy. Don't, don't do that. You know, I think you got to, you know, figure out what that success looks like for you and set your goals. You know, if you want to write, uh, I don't know, $10,000 a week in, in premium and personal ads or a hundred thousand a month in premium or a, you want to have a million dollars every month in new business or 500,000 a month in new business, whatever that is. I don't care. I'm not judging. I don't care what that goal is. You know, set that goal annually. And then I would say back down from there, you know, then you back into it and say, okay, what's that look like every quarter? And then what's that look like every month? And then every week, and then, you know, set that in daily. And it doesn't have to be premium related. It could be call related. It could be whatever that may be, you know, uh, I operate with, you know, a, a win my day mentality of three things I, I got to do, whether that, you know, sometimes that's do a podcast, make my, you make my calls and sales training, um, whatever that looks like, whatever those three things are for you, help you get that win. That's what it's about. Um, you know, uh, if it is calls related, if it is numbers, if it is premium related, revenue related, whatever that is, just be consistent with that. Set those goals and give yourself some rewards. Give yourself some incentives. Uh, work that out with your team. If you're a manager, uh, if you're a producer, maybe talk to your manager about setting up those goals and those incentives. You know, do things like that. Make those goals. Define that success. Um you know, my dad used to tell me in my early 20s, which was a long time ago now, <laughs> the mayor's getting old, ladies and gentlemen, uh, plan your work and work your plan. I think I posted this on LinkedIn and got a lot of response from that. But, you know, he told me a formula that worked for him, and I'll never forget it. In my early 20s, um, he told me uh, what worked for him, and I did it. 20 calls a day. And when I say calls, I don't mean like pick up the phone and, you know, dialing for dollars. I didn't mean, you know warm calls. I meant true, literal cold calls, knocking doors. Uh, and I was, you know, doing commercial stuff. I was doing businesses, uh, going business, business to and door knocking that way. Uh, I, I didn't mean like in neighborhoods, although I did that, uh, when I got into uh, the early days, but it was door to door knocking, walking in. And, and this was pre COVID or pre Google, um, Pre, you know, searching reviews, pre uh, you, Yahoo, uh, Bing, whatever, you know, whatever your your Google search thing is, uh, whatever your search engine that you use. Uh, this was pre all of that. Um, there was no Googling the owner of the business or the gatekeeper's name or anything like that. I had to go in straight up cold, uh, but yeah, I'm getting off subject here. <laughs> so what I mean is, you know, uh, but, but dad told me that and I'll never forget it. And I was like, okay, that's my goal. And I could not negotiate that within my own head. And it helped me to be successful. And over time, I ended up being, you know, a top producer for, you know, my dad's agencies. And then I became a top producer within the company in several, several months, several quarters, Ended up winning, you know, several trips. And then, you know, next thing you know, I'm doing, you know, I'm doing pretty good. And, I, and I'm making a little name for myself and my agency's growing and I'm going out on my own and, and I'm doing, you know, my own scratch agency. And I've got 
producers with me and then I build my own team. And, but it was that consistency every single day uh, and I'll never forget it. And, and so I, I think it goes into that. And I think that consistency is so important. Uh, again, to find that success, what's that look like? Um, what, how, you know, what, what, you know, how many sales, uh, what's that look like? What's your goals? Set those work your plan. I think it goes into not negotiating those things, all the things that we've talked about. And then the last thing that I would say uh, that was crucial for me, and that's crucial for anybody really in sales is, uh, you know, state those goals out loud. Tell somebody, you know, a, a goal made in the dark or made in silent, you know, usually doesn't get done. Um, I mean, there's a, there's outliers. There's always the, um, those things that uh, the exception to the rules, obviously, but most people, they don't say it out loud. So, you know, every time I want to lose weight or every time I set a goal for myself, I always put it on Facebook uh, or I just tell my friends or tell my family, especially if it's weight driven, <laughs> uh, you can't hide from that one, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You can't tell your friends you're going to lose 50 pounds this year. And they look at you and you're like, you still got the same dad bod you had the beginning of the year. You didn't do it. You know, I could lie every day um, if I wanted to, but they would know that didn't work out every day. So again, if it's weight related, if it's, you know, a diet related, you always try to say it out loud. And um, if it's sales related, if it's uh, call related, if it's uh, underwriting related, if it's learning related, if it's whatever the metric is, you got to state it out loud. Tell somebody, tell five people, tell a hundred people, find somebody to hold you accountable to that goal and then do it. You know, I, I really do uh, going back to the original uh, <laughs> where I was 20 something minutes ago in my intro, <laughs> um, uh, the consistency thing. And, uh, I love doing this podcast and I'm so thankful, uh, for a friend of mine. Um, I was in, uh, Vegas at a conference and from stage, uh, a friend of mine, uh, who's a friend of mine now wasn't at the time, but uh, had called me out from the crowd, from the audience. And it was like, um, Heath, uh, I know you've mentioned, you've got a goal out there that you want to do something. Won't you tell us what that is? And, uh, won't you tell everybody here at the conference? There's, I don't know, maybe a hundred something people there. Uh, what, what is that? And, uh, I stood up and I was like, you know, I've always wanted to have my own podcast, my own YouTube channel, my own, whatever. Uh, and this was January of 2020, mind you, you know, you know, when I started my podcast, if you don't, I'm about to tell you. So that was January of 2020. I said it out loud for the first time besides my wife. Um, I want to have my own podcast. I, I want to be able to share the knowledge I've got. I want to be able to build my brand. I want to be able to build a business. Uh, I want to be able to help others. I, I want to start my own podcast just to see what happens. Uh, <laughs> Pretty funny, you know, that happens in January, a couple of months later, we're in a worldwide pandemic. I didn't have anywhere to go, nowhere to hide. <laughs> I had uh, no excuses. And my wife was like, babe, you got nowhere to go, no excuses. We're in a worldwide pandemic. The whole world shut down. Order you a mic, get it sent to you from, Pam from Amazon. Uh, you got a computer, set it up, get the thing going. There's no excuses. So I did. And again, going back to Bradley's advice, don't look at your numbers. Don't look at your uh, following. Don't look at anything. Just be consistent, consistent, consistent. And uh, again, like brushing my teeth, like working out, uh, I did it every day. And uh, again, slowly started to see those numbers creep up. And gosh, um, who would have thought? 
two years later with, with sponsors and uh, with fans, so to speak, and people who listen and thousands and thousands of downloads. And it, it's nuts. And I don't say it to brag. I said to say that, you know, a guy, a, a, a self-proclaimed, you know, a redneck or a hick from Arkansas, <laughs> from the South, you know, that, you know, didn't have any business having a podcast necessarily is now is not doing it and been consistent with it and helped other people start podcasts, other people in their careers. And now I'm recognized in, in the industry as somewhat of a, a, a staple, so to speak, or somewhat of a someone to talk to in the industry. And so it's fun because I was consistent. And again, I don't say any of that to brag or anything like that at all. I just, I'm impressed um, with consistency and what it's done for my life. And, and I urge you all for the same stinking thing. Uh, I truly do. I, I want to uh, take a break for a minute and talk about my, uh, my other sponsors, you know, talking about sponsors and having that, uh, I love working with agency performance partners. Uh, Kelly and her team do a phenomenal job uh, working with agents to be ridiculously amazing. And they help agencies, uh, large growing agencies, uh, fast growing agencies to solve some of the industry's biggest problems. You know, and those are, you know, time management, your team's too busy. Your team doesn't uh, have time to implement what you've got going on. They don't have time to make calls. They don't have time to uh, answer the phone. They don't have time to do a lot of things. And, and Kelly and her team, including myself and you know some of the others, have put out a course, Time Management 3.0. So it's Apex Time Management, our third iteration of it. And it, it's it's evolved and it's, it's ever-changing and there's new concepts that are being added and there's new things like that. And, and Kelly's just, uh, you know, amazing. And uh, her team is amazing. And, and the teachings and the trainings and everything, it's amazing. Go to agencyperformancepartners.com. Uh, also, my friends over at Coverdesk. Again, Coverdesk is phenomenal. Talk about consistency. Coverdesk, um, they are consistent. Every one of the Coverdesk, uh, virtual employees, virtual assistants that come out of that program are top notch. They know the industry. They know how to work. They're hard working individuals that come into your team, a part of your team and help you help the agency to grow. So you can focus on the things that you are good at. Uh, and that's working with clients. That's building your brand. That's uh, making policies, make it a rain with, with policies that's um, servicing your clients, building those relationships. Go to coverdesk.com. Tell Andy that I sent you. You're going to be so proud that you did. So uh, with the last few minutes of the show, I mean, I just, um, <laughs> I guess I have a passion for this right now because it means a lot to me um, because I just think that, you know, Consistency does compound. You know, I'm a big Matt. Uh, what's his name? John C. Maxwell. I can't I had a brain fart for a minute. Um, but you have a big John C. Maxwell fan, and he says um, that statement a lot. The consistency compounds, and you know, I think he's dead right on that. And you know, it, it goes back to the to brushing your teeth and working out and making the calls and doing those things like that. Um, because uh, if you if you don't do it every single day, then you're going to get inconsistent results, and you're going to be unhappy with that, um, and it's not going to be the results you want. 
You're going to be disappointed in yourself that you didn't hit your goals. You're going to be, you know, upset with yourself that you didn't do as well as you wanted to. And you're just going to find yourself in a place where you're not going to be happy. You know, what you do each day matters and will build over time. You know, what, what are you doing every day to become better? And I think that's that's a key thing to think about. What are you doing every day to compound uh, that consistency, to compound in your, you know, your sales, to compound that consistency in your, uh, in your underwriting, uh, in your self-improvement, in all of those things. And, you know, uh, you know, John C. Maxwell's phenomenal at that. And he was, you know, I was listening to a podcast where he was promoting his, uh, his book, Intentional Living. Um, and one of the things that stuck out to me was the most, uh, most of his interviews, it, he talks about this consistency compounds. And uh, this is the compounding effect of consistency. Um, consistent action we put towards the unsexy, unexciting things. And he talks about that as he works towards his mission, you know, and he's one of those many people lately that, that harp on the effects of consistency, whether it's Simon Sinek, I heard some stuff, you know, from uh, John C. Maxwell. I've heard it from some of the, the people you listen to every week on podcasts. I heard it from Bradley flowers, Ryan Hanley, Jason gas, um, David Carruthers, you know, people that you listen to Billy Wagner, Billy, you know, uh, Billy Williams, Dr. Billy Williams. Sorry. Uh, you hear it from people, uh, Will Smith, you know, we, you hear it from, um, different people, whatever walks of life. I hear it from my neighbor, uh, talking about putting <laughs> consistency and he doesn't use the word consistency, but talking about feeding his grass and he's got way better yard than I do. Mine's mostly weeds and his is just phenomenal. He's, he's always out there with this little thing that he's pushing that's spreading grass seed and he's watering and he's putting the hay out and but it's consistency working on his yard it's doing the unsexy things waking up every day setting an attention that aligns with your mission and then consistently working towards that even when you're stuck even when you're uninspired even when you're doubting yourself even when you want to make excuses it's uh it's one of those things you've got to do in sales uh and i know this is not necessarily a big sales rah-rah speech and, I, and i'm sorry and i know it's insurance town but hey it's my show i want to talk about a few things here and you know um again going back to uh you know the sales people that i talked to it is getting up and it's making those calls it's having intentional consistent action if it's going to a bni meeting or a a networking group show up consistently Show up every week and, and don't just show up in the physical sense, but show up and show out, you know, get involved, uh, get to know people, have intention. Every time you go to one of those, I'm going to leave with one lead, two leads, three leads, whatever that goal is, um, you know, be intentional, uh, be consistent in everything that you do um, with your kids. If you're going to be a disciplinarian with your kids, show up, be consistent every day. If you're going to be consistent in your underwriting, be consistent in your underwriting, show up every day. Um, you know, have the same attitude every day, have the same thought process, have the same processes, have the same mindset, be consistent every single day. And, uh, you know, servicing your clients, uh, being a, a manager, being a producer, being a principal, no matter what it is, show up every single day and give it your all give it your best um that's gonna you know uh that's gonna lead to some momentum as well 
building momentum is the toughest part, you know, but once you've created the consistent habits, it becomes a lot easier. People are often, you know, they often quit uh, when they start seeing the results from their action and they're like, Oh, look, I made it. I lost the 20 pounds or I made my hundred calls. Uh, a lot of producers will do that. And they'll set a goal for 50 K a month or a hundred K a month or a million a year. Once they hit that goal, they're done. And then it's like, oh, let's go hit some golf balls this afternoon. Uh, let's go, uh, you know, to the bar or let's go do this or that and uh, push through it. If you got so, if you get through your goals by Wednesday, keep going, you know, and some people just want to stop. Or if you get through your goals by one o'clock, don't go to the golf course, driving range yet, put some more calls in. Uh, that momentum is going to build and maintaining that habit of consistent action each day will build that. Um, and it will help you in your business. Uh, it's, a million small actions compounded over time that have the greatest effect. You know, so often we take a ton of action where we're we're feeling excited, we're inspired, and you just left a conference or you just left an event and everything's great. It's like, woo, I'm going to go out and change the world. Uh, I remember my, my, <laughs> my brother and I, uh, when we were first uh, getting into the business and, and uh or get into sales and he was just getting his career off the ground. Uh, we watched wall street. Um, you know, the movie, I think it's called wall street, uh, or maybe it was Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. It was one of those sales movies. And we were like, all right, we're getting up tomorrow. We're putting our suit and tie and we're going to go knock doors and we're going to go kill it. We're going to be, woo. <laughs> Chase, if you're listening to this, you got it. You got to back me up on this. It's funny. And we'd be like, we're going to put on a tie. We're going to kill it every day because we watched one of those movies. I think it was Glenn Gary, Gen Ross or Wall Street, Raiders Boiler. I don't know what it was, but it was a, a sales movie. We were pumped. And it happened for a couple of weeks, maybe a month, maybe two months. And then it was back to regular old life because it's exciting at first and you're ready to go. And then it just happens. You know, we're optimistic and enthusiastic. It fuels our minds when we work towards those goals. But, you know, it's easy to fall off of that too when you're having those bad days. You're feeling uninspired. But you have to uh, push through that and you got to realize I'm going to do it. Um, you know, achieving uh, those things and making progress will actually help you get back to that inspired place, even if you're having a tough time. So take baby steps. Be like, <laughs> what about Bob? Baby steps down the hallway. If you're too young to know that movie, Google it. Uh, it's a Bill Murray thing. Um, <laughs> I'm getting old, guys. Um, but, uh, you know, keep taking those baby, even when you're doubting yourself. Keep doing that. Keep getting up every day. Keep making those calls. You may have three bad days in a row, but then on that fourth day, like, oh, I made five closes today. Um, I got seven new appointments for next week. You know, and you lead into that next day on Friday, on the fourth, fifth day, whatever day I'm on, and maybe you have another five or six closes. And then you go into the weekend, stay motivated, stay up, come back Monday, and you're building that momentum again. You got that, you know, you're that snowball going downhill. Um, you know, it's it's incredible. So um, I'm back to rambling again about consistency, but it's important to me. So I, uh, I just want to wrap up and, you know, if you're working in your entrepreneurial, you know, journey, if you're a producer wanting to grow wherever you're at, um, I would just say, uh, stick with it every day. It is extremely unlikely that you will never see the fruits of your labor. You may have to switch gears, rebrand, revisit your why a few times, but consistent daily action, you know, will work. You'll see the results. You'll be successful. You'll go beyond anything you could imagine being able to do. Um, 
you know, be open to the fact it may not be on your own timeline. You know, uh, it may not be results you see every single day, but, uh, you know, one close here, one close there, um, you know, $5,000 account here, a $10,000 account here. Then it's sprinkled in with another couple $5,000 guys. Then you got a 25 and then you got a $100,000 account, then a $500,000 account, or you're back to a bunch of small wins and just every day uh, making that that consistency happen. And the next thing you know, you look up and you've built a wonderful book of business or you've underwritten a great book and you've said enough yeses and you've declined enough accounts and you've built your way up. And next thing you know, you're, you're raising the ranks in the underwriting world. And maybe you're an underwriting manager now or whatever that might look like as an account manager, you know, you set up this goal and this task to, to do this or to do that, or to make a certain amount of calls or to service enough this or Make enough upsells or cross sells. And, you know, if you do it every day, you know, um, you know, one of the upsells and the cross sells and the things we talk about a lot, uh, or I talk about lately, has been cyber. Cyber's dirt cheap to put on a policy. And so you might not notice it at first, but by the end of the year, you're like, oh, we wrote a half a million dollars in cyber this year. But as again, it's consistent every day or, you know, umbrellas or, and others can get more expensive, but little things like that, you think, huh, uh, I didn't notice it at first. When you look back on the whole year, you wrote a lot of premium in that. It's crazy. Um, so I just, you know, be open. It may not be on your timeline. Be open to just every single day. Uh, you'll be amazed at what you can do. And uh, with that, I think I'll close it up. Um, I've really hoped that this has been fun for you as it is for me. I uh, I'm a big fan of consistency. Obviously it's taken me a long time in my life to get here 40 years, probably. And I'm still working on it every single day. I'm not the most consistent human being, um, but I'm trying and I'm taking those baby steps. I'm doing little things and I've gotten, you know, to this point in my podcast where I've only had, I don't think I've repeated any except for I combined two episodes into one. Um, I haven't done very many mayor episodes like this, uh, but again, I wanted to be consistent and I wanted to put this out there and I'll be honest, I, I ran out of my batch recordings. <laughs> so here I am. I'm, I'm like, oh, snap. I got to put something out there. So thankful to all my guests and thankful for those that are coming up um, that I'm getting to record with. Um, and I'm thankful for, you know, the suggestions that you give me. And I've got emails. Literally, I read three today of, hey, have you tried this person? Have you talked to this person? And I loved your mayor solo. Do another one. Well, I accidentally did one today. So <laughs> here we are. Guys, I hope this episode's been fun for you. I hope it didn't ramble too much. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, I think it's uh, just one of those things that uh, I want to hear from you. Uh, if you liked it, if you didn't, I want to continue to do these if they're um, if they're making a difference, if they're helping you. If not, if you say he stay with the stay with the interviews, <laughs> your solo episodes aren't good. Tell me that too. I can take it. I'm a uh, I'm okay with that. So, guys, uh, shutting this thing down. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that the content I brought you today made you a better insurance professional. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I really do. Uh, guys, go to insurancetownpodcast.com. Go to wherever you're listening to this podcast. Subscribe. Uh, give me a, a review. I would love that. Uh, and, I, and I say that with an asterisk. I only want like four and five star reviews. I don't want no three or two or one. If you're going to give me a negative one, just tell me to my face. Don't be dragging down my numbers now. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, that may have just opened up a whole can of worms of people wanting to give me threes and twos, but 
you know, if you want to give me a good review, I'd love it. Uh, I'm a big words of affirmation guy. So that would help me a lot. Uh, uh, and I want other people to find the show. I want other people to, to be a part of the community. Uh, and I love connecting other people and I've been able to do that a lot lately as well. So if there's some connections you need, if there's a carrier you might want to talk to, if there's a, an underwriter, a friend, a, uh, somebody that you think would be fun for you to connect with that's either been a guest on my show or you know that I may be friends with, uh, let me know uh, if there's you know some advice you need, if there's some friend a friend you want to talk to, let me know. I'd love to be that for you. Guys, uh, thanks again. And uh, if, you, uh, if you've got an idea for your own show, reach out to my friends over at Ready, Set, Podcast. Uh, ready set podcast get ready set podcast turning your brilliant ideas into reality thanks again guys i look forward to hanging out with you again next week